Welcome to the Faith Mamas Tribe podcast, where we connect with Christ and community through real conversation. And guess what? No topic is off the table. I'm Dominique. And I'm Janice. And we're just two real moms who are excited to be with you on this journey. So grab your coffee. Or your tea. And let's chat, sis, and see where God leads us. And welcome to the tribe. Hey y'all, we're back. We are here. Good morning. Uh, good morning or afternoon. Good morning. <laughs> you never know what time it is. Where, wherever you are, it's morning for us right now as we yes. are talking. It's seven a.m. So you can join us live if you want to. Seven a.m. on Sunday mornings. But oh, if yeah. you are watching on the replay, it might be like midnight. Yeah, you never know. You never know. <laughs> yeah. But we're excited. Y'all, we're so excited to be back. I think, Janice, it's been like a over a year since we've yes. done a podcast. Yeah, it's been, yeah, it has. Whew. It has. Well, we've done a wow. lot. Yeah, and we've done a lot through this year, right? Yeah. Ryan uh, had a whole baby. A whole baby who's apparently standing in the cabinet doing stuff from what you I've seen. You saw that? <laughs> yeah. You saw that too? Yeah. I yeah, have. whole baby trying to climb the pantry shelves. Like, I'm like, yep. it's been that long. Yeah. <laughs> we also launched the Faith Mama's Tribe app during that time. Woo! Which is yeah. amazing. So a lot has been going on. I heard somebody yesterday say um, they called the Faith Mama's Tribe app their Facebook. Instead of going to Facebook, they go to Facebook. I was like, oh, that's nice. cool. Coin it. Let's do the hashtag. I was like, that's cute. That's cute. I, might have I like that. Me too. Well, I, I'm just excited that we're here. I'm excited about our topic today. I am hyped that we get to talk about this kind of stuff that, you know, sometimes we don't talk about. And so today we're going to be talking about um, identifying toxic behaviors, identifying toxic behaviors and what the Bible has to say about it, because we're always going to take it back there and see what the Bible has to say about it. So, Janice, I got to start here. What do you consider toxic behaviors? Like, how do you define it? Yeah, so uh, that was a good question. When you were like, well, let's define toxic behaviors. I was like, so the first thing that came to mind was anything that's like harmful, um, destroy was a word that came up. And I think it's because I watched too many like superhero type movies. And... (laughs) Because I'm like, well, when somebody says something toxic, you think poisonous. You think it's going to destroy something. And so harmful, destroy, poisonous. Those were the three words that came to my superhero brain when I heard toxic. I love it. Well, well, I must have a superhero brain also because those <laughs> similar words came to mind, except especially, especially uh, poisonous. Yeah. That, yeah. One, that one really stuck out. It's like something that's poisonous and like destroys from the inside out. Because when I think yeah. about like consuming something like a child or an adult consuming something that's poisonous, typically it starts the destruction from the inside. And then we begin to see it on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we posed this question in the Faith Mama's Tribe app as well. And a, a couple of cool things came out. I think it's kind of along the same lines. Um, Allison says a toxic behavior can be anything that doesn't leave another better, including ourselves. Some behaviors we might define as toxic just because we don't like them, but it might not be toxic. And she goes on to say, for example, holding someone accountable for their actions or speaking truth can be seen as toxic. But if the behavior is ultimately done out of love, it isn't toxic. 
And then she says, sometimes we do things to ourselves that are toxic. Ooh, that is so true. Oh, wow. Oh, man. And Crystal, she says, any behavior that's insensitive to the general well-being of another person or yourself. This involves behaviors that cause harm. These are out of the realm of God-honoring patterns. I thought mm. that was like God-honoring patterns. Mm. And then Chastity Johnson says, I would define toxic as someone or something that alters your spirit. I used to think that everything that made me mad was toxic, but some things you simply just don't agree with. For me, I define toxic as someone that put me in a position to alter my beliefs or feelings on purpose. Like they did this. On mm. purpose. And then lastly, we have Stacy. She said toxic behavior um, or people with toxic traits mainly like to push and test boundaries and whose goal is to destroy you. Other common traits that stand out are manipulation, controlling, self-centeredness, holding grudges, unforgiveness. The best way to discern a toxic relationship, in her opinion, or is by prayer and discernment of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, and if something seems off, that can be toxicity in disguise, and it will be wise to back off for a while. So those are her thoughts as far as toxic behavior. And so like, I feel like a lot of us are on the same playing field. It's like, yeah. there are things, I love that um, Chastity and Allison says, there are things that we may say are toxic, but they just are really things we don't like. Right. Like, that's all it is. But then yeah. there are things that are in, are used intentionally to destroy. Like, absolutely. There's no other purpose but destruction. Absolutely. Absolutely. And those things are toxic. And so I find it interesting that I think the, the the Bible goes into this. It doesn't call it toxic. I feel like toxic is a new term that we're using this generation. Yeah, we use toxic. <laughs> we use it all the time. We do. That's like, our word. Toxic. This is toxic or my favorite. I'm not doing it because it don't bring me joy. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Everything is yeah. like toxic. Nothing, you know, everything we can just get rid of if we don't like it. Um, but like Allison and Chastity said, like, that's not just because we don't like it doesn't mean it's toxic. No, it doesn't. And, and you know, sometimes I think someone said in one of the answers, like discernment, that word, uh, it stuck out because that is so key, because sometimes our flesh just doesn't like things. And and, and some, it's OK. You know, we have opinions about things, but it doesn't mean that just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's toxic mm -hmm. at all. I like you said inside out. And mm -hmm. I wrote that down because it's something that happens. It it attacks the inside and it pushes outward. So I'm keeping all these little things in mind because I'm like, man, all this is painting a picture that's going to really help us as we're thinking about toxic um, relationships and identifying those. Yeah. And I love how God does that, where it's like all these things are popping out. Yeah. And you don't see the whole picture yet, but it's like bringing into focus something. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited just to see what's going to happen. <laughs> he has an opinion about toxic relationships. Yeah, yeah. Sure. We might be surprised at what we find. Yeah. We might be surprised. So let's jump into scripture. So we've talked about what we believe toxic behavior is, but what does the Bible have to say about these behaviors that are concerning? And so there's quite a few scriptures that kind of lean on this or talk about this topic, but let's pull out James chapter 3 starting from verse 13. And I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. So it's James chapter three, starting from verse 13. And it says, if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, 
Don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Let's go to chapter four. It says, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what gives you pleasure. Woo. Ouch. I can just say ouch. Yeah. Ouch. But it doesn't it put, for me, I think it puts it in perspective what God sees as toxic. Right. And it goes down all the way to the thoughts and motives level. Yep. The inside, what you said earlier, that's what I was like, that inside out thing that you said, just it popped out totally because it starts here. You know, Mm -hmm. um, the word tells us out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's Mm -hmm. in here eventually pushes out. It doesn't start outside and then push in, you know, for the most part. It's something that's brewing on the inside that eventually as you know, the the latter part that you read talks about the reasons why we have some of these behaviors, right? We don't ask God. Mm-hmm. Um, my version is the NIV, so it, it may read a little different, but you don't ask God when you ask. But then it says when you do ask, you don't receive because you ask because of wrong motives. That was the other word I wrote down. It's like motives. I'm like, <gasps> and that like to me, it speaks to everything. You know, the Bible talks about God talks about in the word about our heart. Our motive, like, why are you doing this? What What is driving you to do this? What is your reasoning? And then he tells us, look, if you don't have something, don't go take it. Or fight about it. You know, like, what's your motive? What is it that we're after? And it all ties back to our fleshly desires. Like, those were three words when you were reading that stood out to me. Motive, flesh, and then there was another word, sorry. Relationship. Because mm. how we're... Our relationship with God, you can't, you go to ask him something, you don't receive it, receive it because your motive isn't this. So there's something with that relationship that's not, it's not that you don't have one, but you got to check it because something's not right. If he's like, uh-uh. So mm. that was good. I'm like, good gracious. Yeah. There's so much I mean, there. It was so rich. It's so much there. And for me, I, I love the big book of James because he's so simple with it. Like he just out, he's like, there's no <laughs> language, there's no parables. He's just like, boom, in your this face. This is why. This, so is, this why. is it. And so one of the things, there are two of the things that stood out to me is like, if we're talking about toxic behavior, it can all be wrapped up in two mindsets or two thought processes. And those are je- bitter jealousy, bitter jealousy and selfish ambition. Mm bitter jealousy and selfish ambition. And isn't it crazy that a a whole wide range of toxicity can come from these. It can go from 
I'm talking about people or I'm gossiping about people and it can go all the way to murder. Like, yeah. like this, it, it, but it all starts from these things, bitter jealousy and selfish ambition, bitter jealousy and selfish ambition to the point where I've seen and I've heard of, and even in my life, like I've, I've known people that were murdered because they were going to divorce someone mm-hmm. like, and that falls under the realm of bitter jealousy. Like mm-hmm. the person is, filled with jealousy and envy and like, mm-hmm. no, you're not about to leave me. And then it yep. goes all the way down. It starts here and it goes all the way down to murder. Yep. And so it makes me realize how toxic these two um, motives and mindsets are. Even, even James talks about it. These are what wars are made of. Yes. Absolutely. So like, these two things, bitter jealousy and selfish ambition, if they're not, if we're not, if they're not addressed, they're just going to grow and grow and grow. And their only object is to destroy humanity. That's it. That's it. And, you know, the agenda sounds very similar to the agenda. We know that the adversary has for us, right? To steal, kill and destroy. And he knows these things. One understands humanity probably better than we understand humanity. And then understands like these things, these, these suggestions, like you said, these things, these trigger points are powerful enough of a punch that it'll crack it can crack everything mm. it seems small right you know and I, i'll take for instance um you know we learn these things as, sometimes as kids like that flesh i don't say learning like it's just it's, it, it's human nature right someone has something you want how many kids have you seen toddlers they see something you want there's no boundary is i'm gonna go take it mm-hmm. <laughs> and they snatch mm-hmm. things you know because i want it no consideration for, of course, the person on the other end. It's just, I want, I want, I want. And this is what I want. This is how I feel. And I'm going to go respond to how I feel. And it's just amazing to me that we do that. Like so many times we we just, we want, we want, we want, and we just respond to how we feel. And it starts small, but it implodes. Like you just said, it totally ends in these, it can end in these places just that are just not healthy and sometimes detrimental, right? So it's amazing how something's so small. And I think for me, as you're talking about it, it makes me start to think and like self-examine to say, okay, Janice, don't ignore those small signals inside of me. I can't talk about other people. I'll talk with me first. Like don't, don't ignore the small things. Like start um, bringing those thoughts under subjection and say, no, why am I jealous of that? Why does it bother me that she has this and this or, you know, that this looks this way or what? what is it that's, you know, not settling because that's something I need to deal with immediately because it, it can, you never know. Things can grow and it can take root inside of you. Yeah. And really get you from the inside out. Like you said. It's so true. And I'm glad you brought up the, the example of the toddler because Mm -hmm. I think about my toddlers and generally when they're in that mode of, I want this, so I'm going to take it. Like they don't come to this epiphany like, oh, wait, this is not this is toxic behavior. I should stop doing what I'm doing. No, they keep going until what? Until an adult steps in and says, we don't baby, we don't take from our. Yes. Right. And then they're looking at you like, but I want that my whole life. Right. But they don't change until an adult steps in. And I think that all of this, we have to recognize that this stuff comes out of every one of us, right? It's kind of buried in each and every one of us. And if we don't let God step in and say, hold up, baby, that, that, mm -mm, we don't do Mm -hmm. that. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And it, it is a constant process. And you mentioned like recognizing it in ourselves, but also recognizing that this is in, it can be in everyone in a variety of different levels. And I think that goes to why, even when we're talking about friendships and when we're talking about um, uh, romantic relationships, why it's so important to see if that, does that person respond to the Holy Spirit? Mm. Do they respond to the Holy Spirit? Because if not, what, what boundary is there for that toxic behavior that, that kind of resides deep in all of our hearts? And then I think also sometimes we can ignore toxic behaviors like we can we can see it we can see when someone is in bitter jealousy or selfish ambition and then we ignore it but the question becomes like does that person have a boundary is there the holy spirit that is um telling them and showing them and i think it's important um to also recognize it in others and recognize it in ourselves and not in a condemning way because we all struggle with this right in some way in some way but recognizing it and being honest. And I love what um, James says here. He says, he says, um, if there's jealousy and there's selfish ambition, don't cover it up. Like, mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. pretend like it's not there. And then he says, how do we cover it up? He says, we do it by boasting and lying. Mm. And that hit me because it's like within myself and others, when I see boasting and lying, I know from based on the scriptures that there is some selfish ambition or some bitter jealousy that's being covered up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like sometimes we can't see the selfish ambition and sometimes we can't see the bitter jealousy, but we see the lying and we ignore it. Or we see the mm-hmm. boasting that's just like so random. <laughs> like, right. And we're like, oh, that just must be who they are. And we're ignoring it. But what James is saying here is like, don't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Don't pretend like it doesn't exist. And that's within ourselves. But I think that's also um, in relationships as well. It's like God's not asking you to ignore it. In order to love people doesn't mean that we ignore these behaviors that he's clearly warning us about. <laughs> you just said, I'm sorry, that last sentence, <laughs> I think was like probably disrupted everyone's whatever. Because it's like, wait a minute, as a Christian, you mean to tell me what I love? That doesn't mean that I just have to turn the other cheek and ignore. And it's so amazing because I think we use that context to turn the other cheek out of context. You know, I really feel it's important to understand when Christ said it, why he said it. But bigger than that, like you said, use the wisdom that we have every day from the Holy Spirit dwelling in us to say, what do you need me to do in this situation? Like you said, this right here, something doesn't something is off. You know, and, and just because it's off, it doesn't mean that you go off in truth. I mean, you tell him what no no one said tell people off because the earlier part, James tells us to watch our tongue. But truth, um, truth, I think the first revelation of truth is you being truthful to yourself about, wait a minute, something's not cool here. Some There's some behaviors here that just they're not aligning. And like you said, hey, here's the thing. Everyone has them. We all have those moments when some things pop in and, you know, no one's saying to walk around and look for perfect people. That's not going to happen. But it is important to have it as an alert, because here's the thing. There are people we're in relationships with. There are people that we've allowed into our circles, into our lives that even though they maybe even be people that are close to us, there are things that they can release. There are words they, they can release that can take root inside of you or that can impact you that you really have to be aware of and know where it's coming from. Everything isn't coming from from the Lord. And and you mentioned, you know, hey, is this are they, um, you know, working in in, in in the Holy Spirit work through them? How do we know that they're fruits of the spirit in Galatians five that tell us what that should look like? 
if people are not working in these things, then a flag has to go up to say, wait a minute, let me kind of evaluate my this person as far as like what's coming out and what they're exhibiting. Is it creating this environment in which, you know, the Holy Spirit can move? And, and if not, I may need to look at ways to kind of back myself up. Definitely pray for them, you know, but kind of back myself up from that situation. So I don't let those things get inside of me and be toxic in my life. Mm. And it's okay. That is love. And you just said it. Truth is love. It's okay to say truthfully say this is not it. That is love. Love is not the definition in the Bible of love talks about being patient and forget. But it doesn't say anywhere and just let them just lie. And it's okay. Cover it because, you know, love actually brings out truth it actually it births truth because love is intended to go in and break up the lies so that we can truly see who we are in christ we can truly receive the love of god we can walk in who we're called to be and you cannot walk in that when you're dealing with toxicity like that and you're like functioning in that you can't walk like that it's mm -hmm. actually you're actually bound you're the opposite which is interesting you're actually the opposite when we don't let that truth come in you're actually saying it's okay for you to be blind it's okay to be bound it's okay that you don't get it. You know, I love you and you wrong, but you just, it's okay. No, you're destroying things. It's toxicity. Like, that's crazy that you said that last sentence. Like, wow, that was, I needed that. You were, as you were sharing, these these words kept resonating in my spirit. And I know it's the Holy Spirit. He's like, their toxic meets your toxic. And you don't mm. recognize it. And so I was like, wait, what is that? What does that mean? So let's go to a relationship. Let's go to a romantic relationship, right? You're trying to mm -hmm. date somebody and you recognize um, you recognize some some lying or some boasting coming out of their life. And you know, you know, because you've read the word or because of today, you know that usually when there's lying or boasting present, then behind that lies selfish ambition or bitter jealousy. But you ignore it. And what the Holy Spirit was saying is you ignoring it is toxic behavior. Why? Because selfishly, you want that person. Mm. You have selfish ambition. You want that relationship. You're tired of being alone. You're tired of being by yourself. You want a relationship. So you ignore it. So their toxic hits your toxic and it creates an environment where it grows. And so what God was showing me as you were talking and as you were sharing, it's like, don't, don't write this off because... When it comes to you and you lie for it, that means you want something out of it. That means that mm. you are then operating. What do mm. you want that you're not asking God for? What do you want that you're what do you want that you think that person can give you that you're afraid to ask God for? Like, what do you what is it that you're trying to get? Because typically we lie about someone's behavior. Why? Because we want to keep that friend. Because we don't, or it could be, I don't want to rock the boat. Again, selfish ambition. You yeah. don't want to. Like, I don't want to rock the boat. It has nothing to do with what's best for the situation. I don't like confrontation. You don't like confrontation. This is selfish ambition. It has nothing to do with what's best for that person, what's best for the situation. Like, you don't want, I'm tired of being alone. Again, God's like, do you want, yeah. It goes back to, okay, that's selfish ambition. It has nothing to do with what's best for. So I begin to realize that when I lie for someone or when I when I brush off red flag behavior, that's because I want something. Yeah. Like God shows yeah. it to us, right? He shows it. We yeah. can all attest to the fact 
that God has shown us things and we have brushed it off. We have brushed it off. Yeah. And we can say all day long that we're doing it because we're trying to be a loving Christian. But I'm telling you, that ain't true. Because, mm. because a loving Christian wouldn't do that. Wouldn't brush off behavior. So be honest. That's what James is saying. Be honest with yourself. Don't pretend like you're doing this to serve God when that's not really the reason. Be honest with yourself. Why am I continuing a relationship with someone that continues that God continues to show me is selfish ambition, bitter jealousy, you know, has lying, boasting coming out of their life. Like, why am I here? Why am I not saying anything? Why am I not? Why am I just letting it happen? And usually we can find that it's because we want something out of it. And that's huge. You know, I can imagine someone listening to this may say, well, you know, hey, that sounds easy. But that the behavior I'm dealing with is coming from a parent or a spouse, you know, someone it's not as easy to just break away from. And um, unless you are uh, physically being harmed to the point of life and death, and I'm going to use this really generally, but I'm praying people get where I'm going. We're not asking you to like run and just kick everybody out. What we're saying, I love what you said, Dominique, is the first thing, recognize it's not okay. You, this, there's something happening that's not good and me not saying anything or I'm going to acknowledging it, that's not okay. Because like you said, there's something inside of me. That part where you just made us look at ourselves first, I'm like, ouch. Because I've done that before many times and a lot of times for me is I didn't want to confront things. I didn't want to be alone. All the things you said, didn't want to confront. <laughs> didn't want to be alone. Um, and what happens is this thing keeps festering and it festers. And, and for me, I'll tell you what I thought. Oh, my kindness will just make it all go away. No, kindness is not a spiritual tool to war with. <laughs> that is not going to get it to go anywhere. All it does, honestly, is create a breeding ground for more. Because what happens is that other, all that selfish stuff gets, like you said, together. And it's like, we want more. We want more. And it just grows into this bigger thing. And you find out just you find yourself in to be even kinder and turning your um blind eye to even more. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. But the first step, like you said, I love it. Even in these situations where you may be like, hey, this is like a parent, this is a whatever, a brother, whatever. First acknowledge it. Acknowledge it. And when you read in the first parts of what you started reading, Dominique, the words kept coming up wise and wisdom and wise and and let we have to allow the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom on how to proceed in these situations, whether that's putting some guardrails up. Some may be stepping to the side. Some may be telling people, look, I love you and I know you're my parent, but this is just, you know, I got to put some healthy boundaries up. And sometimes you may not have to necessarily communicate your strategy. God may just have you to start doing some things in certain ways to help you. But the first thing I love that you said is acknowledging it. I think that's the first step. The first step is let's acknowledge something's not right here. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. that you share that. That's, that's an important first step. Yeah. Ah, such an important first step. It's no different than when, you know, Adam sinned. And the first thing God said to Adam when he came to God is where are you? Now God knew where Adam was. <laughs> He's God, but he asked him where he was. Where are you? And I think that's the first step we have to ask, start asking ourselves. Like, where are you in this situation? God is saying, where are you? 
you know, like now I know for us what we're hearing today and I'm praying that everyone, you know, the Holy Spirit is telling us some things aren't right and no longer do we have to sit there and pretend they are right. So now where are you? I'm acknowledging the fact that, you know what, this isn't right. And then he and then if you notice, they had conversation. God had conversation with Adam and Eve about some things. And he also helped them to get to a point where there was some resolution. Right. He did a couple things. He covered them. He did some stuff. You know, he didn't just. So it's, it's important to acknowledge where we are so that he can come into our situation and really help us to work through it, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that there's so much more we can talk about in this topic. but We've got to go. But I think that. <laughs> The big things that I, I just want us to take away is number one, bitter jealousy and selfish ambition are the roots of toxicity for humanity. Based on scripture, bitter jealousy and selfish ambition. And those things can be covered up by boasting and lying. So don't ignore when you see lying or boasting coming out of your life or anyone else's. Um, don't ignore those things because they are covers for more serious thought processes, which are both uh, which are bitter jealousy and selfish ambition. But then coming from that, I think what you said, Janice, is so key. After we recognize these things, it's we have to acknowledge them. We have to acknowledge them in ourselves and be honest that they are they do exist. We have to acknowledge them in others and be honest that they do exist. And then I think that the scriptures lean to the fact that, okay, after that, you also have to take it to God. Like you have to take those things that you're acknowledging to God. Get that strategy of how do I deal with this, God, in my own self? And how do I deal with this um, in someone else? Because the honest to goodness truth is that if I lie to myself about it existing, I'm going to wage war. I'm going to I'm going to destroy something. Mm -hmm. I'm going to allow myself to be destroyed. And so acknowledging it and going to God and seeking his strategy is important. It's an important part. And typically God's strategy does involve some type of confrontation whether it's confronting yourself, confronting that person. And then it could lead to the relationship being dissolved. That could happen. And that could happen. It could also lead us to having to go to counseling. Like that could happen. There are some very real things that could happen that are strategies of God in order for us to not sit in a perpetual state of lying about toxic behavior. So we have to first identify what toxic behavior is, what are some of its cover-ups, which James talks about? Acknowledge that it exists in my life or in someone else's, and then go to God for a strategy. But we're going to talk more about this next week when we continue our uh, toxic relationship series. We're going to talk a little bit about strategies and what are some things that the scriptures say we can do when we're confronted um, in these situations by others um, or within ourselves. So I'm excited to jump into that conversation. But y'all, we got to go. We yeah. got to go. But we'll be back. <laughs> it won't be a year from now. <laughs> I know. We'll be back next week. So I'm going to throw it over to Janice so that she can pray us out as we close out our time together. Absolutely. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time we've been able to spend together um, reading your word, um, getting an understanding for what it looks like to have toxic behaviors. Lord, um, I just ask right now that you open up our hearts to be able to receive, though it may not be easy, Lord, the truth, the truth about what you have to say, because God, we know that for this topic to come up is on your mind. And that is because you love each and every one of us, Lord. You want us to prosper, Lord. You want us to walk in love. You want us to be free to um, be who you called us to be and how you want us to be as humans and, and, and women and men. And, and so, Lord, 
today. I just ask, Lord, that as hard as it may be for some people today, that your truth come in. Your truth will come in, Lord. But I also believe in my heart, Lord, that as your truth comes in, God, so does your strategy. So does your comfort, Heavenly Father. And so does freedom. And so, God, today we welcome freedom. We welcome your revelation. We thank you for being willing to not just reveal to us, but to be to also walk with us and teach us in all things. We love you, Lord. I just speak blessings over those who are listening today. Heavenly Father, God, and just um, believe, Lord, that they're going to receive this word, Lord, that it'll start moving in their hearts, Heavenly Father, God. God, and that um, freedom is on the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And of course, if you're looking for a place to connect with other women of faith, we invite you to join us in the Faith Mamas Tribe app. And you can check out this promo video that I'm about to play. We love you guys. Pray that you have an amazing week. And we'll be back next week with more content on this very topic about toxic behaviors. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. The Faith Mamas Tribe app is the number one social media app for Christian moms. Say hello to a social media app curated with encouraging content and filled with women desiring to connect with Christ and community. Find Bible study plans, a place for prayer requests, live prayer streams, encouraging posts, and much more. So if you're looking for a safe social media app to encourage you in your faith and connect you with other women of faith, then you want the Faith Mama's Tribe app. Download this free app today on your Apple or Android device. We can't wait to meet you.